0: Family from the Heart, episode number 436.
1: Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This
0: is GSPN.TV. Join. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart. A podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family. A family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. That's right,
1: we're back with another episode of Family from the Heart. Stephanie, how are you?
0: I'm very well, how are you?
1: I have never been better, and it gets better every minute of the day. Nothing? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, she says. The music is still playing. You can't hear is it, it really? because yeah, No, I can't hear it anymore. Because <laughs> Stephanie's not listening with her monitoring headphones.
0: You don't have headphones down here for me. I would have had to bring my own off my desk and I forgot.
1: B-Y-O-H.
0: Yeah, that's not cool.
1: Bring your own headphones. Anyway, the music is now <laughs> you done. You should
0: provide headphones sh- for me.
1: You know what happened there? So there's a pair. We have what? Studio A, B, and C. <laughs> so Studio A is my desk over there. It is my solo podcasting se- station. I have my own high PR40 with my own roadcaster with my own headphones. Then there's Studio B, which we are sitting at right now, which has its own roadcaster. We each have our own high LPR 40s for this studio setup, and we each had our own pair of headphones. But a certain family member with four legs chewed on the cables to one of those pairs of headphones.
0: Must have been Maggie.
1: And then <laughs> and then there is Studio C, which is upstairs. That is your office. You have your own Roadcaster Pro. And your own high LPR forty. I do
0: not have a high LPR. 40. <gasps>
1: That's right. You have an ATR twenty one hundred upstairs, <laughs> yeah. don't you? With a big old mu-
0: subpar, <laughs>
1: subpar. But you have a, you have a, a, the I same do. I headphones. have a
0: microphone and a pair of headphones that sit on my desk in the way most of the time. And I keep trying to think. I need to come up with something like more, um, easier to work around. And I just haven't come up with it yet.
1: So, Stephanie, we're here. It's been a while since we've done an episode of Family from the Heart. I w- I'm looking. March 22nd was the most recent episode. Yes, that
0: episode really made our oldest daughter quite unhappy.
1: Really? We're planning a wedding, made her unhappy? Why?
0: <laughs> it was. It was your comment. Oh,
1: imagine that. Something I said made my daughter unhappy.
0: I don't remember exactly how you worded it but basically you made it sound like to her what she heard was that she didn't work hard in college that that it was just like a of like 4 years of oh, just Oh yeah delaying
1: um, adulthood yes, responsibility so yes, blah, blah. And she's, that that had nothing to do with Megan and that has everything to do with Well my...
0: that is not how she took it since she was the main focus of of the episode ah
1: okay well megan i did not I, megan worked her butt off because during college She called
0: and she's like i am not happy with dad like <laughs> well tell dad well you should
1: you should call me and tell me and i would have told you no Ma- megan did an incredibly uh awesome job in college and i'm very proud of the hard work that she put in in spite of the fact that quite frankly you know that I encouraged her many times hey if you if you're done with this thing, <laughs> you it's, drop it's fine. out. I'm okay, <laughs> you know it, I'm totally cool with that and and it has a lot to do with just my overall feeling about the value of mm-hmm. the university college education experience right. and and it's just the way that I feel about it, it has nothing to do with her, so my comments were. You know, it's it, it, in a way I I see going to college. Hmm, I could delay going out into the world and taking you know and blah blah blah. Nothing for and that not to say anybody who does college is doing that. It's just I have some very weird ways of thinking about things, and oftentimes I don't even contemplate why I feel the way I feel about certain things. I'm more intentional about that today. But one who has unconscious beliefs and speaks them out loud can never really get to understand why do I feel that way? Why do I think that? Why would I say things like that? I'll I'll never become consciously aware of them until you say,
0: hey, I don't know that
1: I agree with you, or at least... You know, can you explain why you feel this way? One of my, I won't say the scenario, the situation, but at one point, Megan asked if a certain thing could happen when she came to visit. And I'm like, no, this is, I, I, I'm not comfortable with that. And she's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know why. It's just the way I feel, And she goes, but do you have a reason for feeling that way? I said, I don't know that I have a good reason for feeling that way, but I I still feel that way. And if you were to ask me right now, how do I feel about this? I don't want that to happen. And she's like, but that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, you're right. Now that I'm speaking this out loud, it doesn't make any sense. But it's still how I feel right now. I'd have to think through this. I'd have to process this. Which you did. Which I did. And now it's not a big deal. If if the same scenario was presented to me, would I have an issue? Probably not. So, I mean, yeah, things change. And and I'm, I'm not saying that everything I believe is right. In fact, as the, you know, I see myself somewhat as the mindset answer man. I help people overcome their limiting beliefs. And I'm not saying that what I was just referring to is a limiting belief. It's just a belief that I no longer have any attachment to because there was really no good reason for it. It was just something that maybe some other people that I loved and respected had had strong beliefs had about. passed on to you. And it got passed on to me at an early age and I kind of attached myself to it. Like, my identity is attached to this. And so, therefore, if I was to be okay with your request, that might mean I'm not in alignment with who I think that I am and what I think I believe. And and so, some of these things just require conversation. So, I, I would imagine we're speaking of Megan here. And so, Megan, knowing that you're going to listen to this, I sincerely apologize if you felt that i was speaking that you did not work hard in college because i know the opposite of that is true i still have those feelings about college but i don't know that i have good reasons for them i i have no that's those are some i can tell you right now my thoughts about college my beliefs about college i have reasons for them i'm not sure that any of them are good and i'm not sure that they're well reasoned and thought out and i don't know that i sat down and journaled and came to some conclusions about okay this is a stance that i'm willing to take they're just free flowing thoughts that's all they are they're opinions and you know what Keep everybody them to yourself. <laughs> everybody has opinions and i'm not saying that my opinions are right so i love you megan
0: and he is dealing with it because while we are one year removed from from Megan graduating from college, and Which,
1: before you go on, let's just say update for Megan. It's not on our to-do list here.
0: The whole last episode was about Megan.
1: Okay, forget Megan. Move on. <laughs>
0: What did you want to say? No,
1: she got an episode. Let's go.
0: That's funny. No, what what happened was we did have updates for the other two on that episode we did in March. But you went on your tangent about how much you hated college. The whole episode ended up being. uh, (sighs) We we never got past. So what did you want to say? I was just going to say
1: that. One of the things that I love about Megan is when she went to college, she said, dad, I, you know, what I want to be is I want to be an event planner. I want to, I want to plan weddings. And she's like, what major should I choose? And all this other stuff. And I said, well, if you're absolutely certain that you want to do this, I mean, do they, I don't know, do they have event planning? And she went to, she looked into hospitality. She
0: did, but that's more like working in a hotel or in. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so she didn't want to get back to that. And I told her, I said, listen, because you're still somewhat unsure, I steered her in the direction of getting a communications degree, which I think is what she ended up getting. Right? Yes.
0: She has a communications degree with a minor in American Sign Language. And, um, she was working on a second minor, but I think there was a class she had to drop so she didn't end up getting it. But that second minor would have been in the event world. So she did take classes.
1: Yeah. But here's what, here's what I will say is that she did go into college and got a communications degree, which if you're an event planner, you, communi- need, to be- you need to be a good communicator. So communications is great. Uh, one of the things that I love about it is that she did a couple of internships that allowed her to get into the wedding space. Then she right out of college, got a job where well,
0: that job, so so her her first job right out of college, like she graduated on a on a Friday and she started like on Monday. Um, or they called it on Monday, I don't remember. But that job was in the event industry. But she got it because of her communications degree.
1: Exactly. And one of the things that she did is she not only she planned events for that place, for that organization, but she used that communications degree in that she was interviewed on news news stations. She actually went in and is on news segments talking about events that are coming up. And so I, I think it was an incredibly worthwhile pursuit for Megan she got that degree it helped her land that first job she because of her pursuit through her college career she did get some internships albeit taken advantage taken advantage Mm -hmm. of in an incredibly horrible way uh which is another reason why I'm not a fan of this whole system the way Mm -hmm. that they do it but anyway she still got some event she got some great experiences in the wedding event planning space and then she moves up here to Northern Kentucky, and she now has a job working in wedding event planning, doing what she loves. How many, like six weddings a week? They're doing something um, they like that? they do
0: five to eight weddings a weekend. Yeah, and um, she works in um, Cincinnati, and is so she is she is working in her her dream job right now. Yeah, and is so so very um happy and fulfilled in her work. And I got to tell you, I I
1: look at Megan where she is right now and I'm incredibly proud of her. And more than anything, and I'll say these words, more than anything what I'm proud of is not only that she did a good job, but she did it because she wanted it in spite of the fact that I wasn't It's not that I wasn't supportive, because I feel like I was support. I mean, I financially supported the whole venue, but I didn't ever, some kids go to college because ki- they think that their parents expect them to. And I never once expected any of our kids to want to go to college and excel in college. I don't think I ever saw any of the report cards that Aunt Megan ever had in college.
0: I've never seen a grade.
1: So the thing is, is but in spite of the fact that, that she's not strongly, she had the determination to go through all of those years of college and make it through, even though mom and dad would have loved her just as much, and if she would have just said, eh, this isn't for me, this is too much work, and I know how much work goes into college, and so I just wanted to wrap it up, and Megan... Sorry, but you are no longer allowed to be mentioned in the rest of this episode. We have two other kids plus a dog, and we're going to talk about them now. <laughs> now, Stephanie.
0: Well, fresh off the fresh off the pudding, Megan through college, and Matthew. You just said her name. I did because she's still there. I know. I'm um, just kidding. But now we are. Um, Getting ready to send McKenna to college.
1: Yes, we are.
0: Um, so on Saturday Saturday morning, um, we got the very unlucky time slot of 9 a.m. Our youngest daughter graduated from high school and is ready to head to college herself.
1: She is. In fact, uh, there are a couple of things about McKenna I want to say. First of all, I just want to challenge this idea that the unlucky time slot. I think we were incredibly blessed to have the time slot that we did.
0: You think? Yeah, because, because- I was not so. I was not so incredibly blessed to wake up at six o'clock in the morning.
1: Okay. So sure enough, challenge for you <laughs> to get up at six o'clock in the morning. Me, I like to get up at 5 a.m. every morning. So it's not a big deal. But here's the other thing. It's a hot summer. It's hot summertime It was here.
0: really... That day was, was a, like
1: 90 something. Yeah. And because we went in the morning, we got out before the afternoon sun heat wave. Before it and so gone. we, even okay. though after the graduation ceremony was out and we were outdoors taking photos... It wasn't yet so bad that it was unbearable to be outside. So thankfully we got that. And then we still got to go to uh, First Watch for an incredible afternoon of hanging out with uh, some family and, and, and celebrating McKenna's success. Okay. I'll so let you have that. It wasn't so, so unfortunate.
0: It wasn't so, but we, we, we did get the, there are four high schools in our county and we all go to the local university for our graduation ceremonies. And so this is the first time that I have had to participate in a 9 a.m. ceremony. But Cliff points out the good parts and he's not wrong. So on Saturday at 9 like a.m., he's
1: not wrong. That's not, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's just I not say, wrong.
0: I didn't say you were <laughs> right. I said you're just not wrong.
1: I, I, that's what I'm pointing out. I Thank know
0: you. you're welcome. He's
1: not wrong. That would be a good t- title
0: the, for a
1: podcast episode. He's not yeah, wrong.
0: He's not wrong. Um, and and so so a lot of things about about McKenna. Number one, when McKenna was in the fourth grade, she decided that she wanted to make straight A's in in our school system i don't know how it works all over the country or the world but in our um county in our state the first kindergarten through third grade they just get satisfactory progress progressing with help like these are the are the um grades they're not grades, they're um, assessments. These, yes. these are the assessments that, that they are getting. When they get to the fourth grade, they actually start getting what the United States consider traditional grades being the A is for failing, and, or A is for passing, and F is for failing. Yep. And so when McKenna got into the fourth grade, she decided that she wanted to make straight A's. And she did. And she graduated summa cum laude in the top 5% of her graduating class, which was like 344 students. That's and, a. That's and she
1: was what in that ranking? Out of the 340 some odd students, she graduated and she was.
0: We don't need to say her rank, do we? Oh, no, we don't no. have to. So, but but she was in the top 5 She 5%. was in the top 5%. We know her rank. Yes, we do. But we don't need to brag about it.
1: I do. She has a 4.4 GPA.
0: She does have a 4.4 GPA. And while also... Which, by
1: the way, for those that don't know, 4.0 is the highest. (laughs) (laughs) True. And she has a 4.4.
0: So while also completing the state's requirements for graduation, she spent the last three semesters taking her, her classes at um, Northern Kentucky University to complete the general education program so that when she heads into Western in August, she is, she is entering as a second semester sophomore. So she's completed a year and a half of college. Yep. Um, I am just kind of in awe of McKenna and the way that she overcomes her challenges. She is very aware of her strengths and her weaknesses. And when she knows that she is dealing with her weaknesses, she finds a way to work around it or to work through it. And it is... I don't know. It's just incredible to watch.
1: Yeah, she it, she is she certainly has some personality and and some other scenarios that make certain things a challenge for her that wouldn't be challenges for others, and yet she is quite aware of those and the way that she's navigated those, and mostly th- through her on her own effort. Um, we when she's requested help we've helped provide that help for her, but for the most part, she has navigated all of that in in really impressive ways. And She is somebody who seems to be, in in some ways, uh, still a very child at heart, but also in very much other ways, she seems to be more mature for her age in the way that she comprehends the world and the way that she analyzes what's going on around her. And so I'm I'm super thrilled with what she's been able to accomplish, the obstacles that have been in her way that she's navigated. The other thing that I love about McKenna and through her, her whole thing is not just our dedication to her grades, but I, I love the longevity that she's had with her friend groups. Yes. The and through thick and thin. No, I mean, absolutely. And specifically one individual, but even those two together have have navigated through friend groups and uh in the la- in the high school years, in middle school through high school years, it there's been a, a slight expansion of that friend group. And it's not all been sunshines and rainbows with everyone involved as I mean, you can imagine with (laughs) girls going through what girls go through in this time season of life, but yet still navigating with such loyalty and devotion. uh, I think I'll share one thing that really stands out to me for McKenna is birthdays and Christmas. And the amount of time, effort, and energy And also financial investment, she makes it that she puts into a gift giving process for those friends in that friend group. I, I'm like, I can't imagine. It's like I I think about my best friends. It's like, yeah, I guess gift giving is not my love language, but it certainly (laughs) seems to be McKenna's. She,
0: yes, it it is. It is absolutely amazing. The the thought and the energy that she puts into picking something that's absolutely right for for the the people in in that friend group and and there are there are times
1: in Stephanie I know that you have had uh, very close friends I've had very close friends and sometimes those friends may Sometimes friends come, sometimes friends go.
0: There are seasons of life.
1: There are seasons of life, and there are seasons when people come in and out of our life. There are some seasons where we have people who are significantly a part of our lives, and sometimes they may do things that we perceive aren't very loyal to the scenario. And And, and McKenna's navigated through some of those things, and um, I, I love the, uh, the... Another thing I love about her is... Her desire to want to go along with what is in the best interest of this of this group that she's a part of, but also what I admire about her is her own uh, knowledge of her need for boundaries. It's like, gosh, I really wish me, McKenna, she's a very organized, she wants to plan ahead, you know, let me think about, let me make some determination of what's going on here and stuff like that. Whereas her many of her friends in her friend group is like, oh hey, we're gonna go out and it's ten o'clock on a Friday night, and they just made that decision. She's so like, oh my gosh, I want to be a part of the group. I want to be doing. I want to have fun with them. But that I, I've. But got, it's ten o'clock. <laughs> but it's ten o'clock on a Friday night, and also I've I've already decided that I was going to do this for school related project, and or I've got work in the morning, and and. There's a part of me that really wants to go. There's a part of me that knows that I really shouldn't. And and I love, I don't know if you guys know this, but these conversations that McKenna would come in and have with you, I listen mm-hmm. to those. And I just admire how she processes those and that. The other thing that I'll say about McKenna that I love is just her own desire to be open, authentic, and transparent and what she's thinking, what she's feeling, and expressing that to you, and also even more uh, lately, even to me, I just, I really appreciate her way of processing what's going on on the inside.
0: Yes. We, we've been working on that continually over the last 18 years. We've been working on processing what's going on the, on the inside and being able to verbalize and and, and share it. So, um, I love that you say you listen to those conversations because there are times where, you know, Cliff and I will be sitting and watching an episode of TV because it's the end of our day. We are going to sit down and we're going to watch a show before we go to bed. McKenna will come in from work. And there were a couple of times where we were like halfway through an episode of whatever show we were watching and Cliff's like, we got to finish this tomorrow because McKenna will come in and talk for like 90 minutes. And it is... A complete mental download and share of everything that's been going on. Um, sometimes I need a flowchart to keep up because she jumps from one topic and then she'll jump back and and everything. But that we gave her, we gave her a safe place to share, and we gave her a safe. Um, a safe way to process and we don't judge her thoughts or tell her that she's wrong in in processing the way that she does or or needing to process verbally or or however it is coming out in the moment. but we gave her that safe place to be herself and to find out who she is and so now she's 18 and she, and we're seeing that and it's incredibly it's inc- it's incredibly rewarding for me to witness the young woman that she is
1: yep so final dance recital how many years have we been sending money to this particular dance studio 20 so somebody that i somebody that we're related to was at the final dance recital. It must be nice to kind of, you know, th- th- to wrap it up after 20 years of of here every year. And I'm like, dude, it's been so much more than 20 years. He's like, what are you <laughs> talking about? I said, this all started with my sister when she was seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny because we got into it because um, your mom your mom suggested that we put Megan in dance.
1: I know. And I remember and that day. We did. And I and, remember saying, mom, why don't you shut your mouth?
0: <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so we, we did. I'm just kidding. And I did not. Say you that. you didn't say that. You thought it maybe. No, but, I didn't even um, think
1: that. I, th- I thought it was a great idea at the time.
0: So when Megan was three, we, we put her in dance. She fell in love with it right away. Um, I think is that
1: McKenna or Megan? That's Megan. Oh, okay, so she she's fine. She's
0: just driving, um, and she, but she's coming over for dinner. So here, she's pre- you. You ain't.
1: I'll clean that up later.
0: Okay, Cliff's making a mess.
1: Oh, she. Hold on. <laughs> it, it, it it went to voicemail. Sorry. Okay,
0: that's okay. Um, so so Megan um started dance when she was three. She absolutely fell in love with it, and. We did not force McKenna into dance. We um, waited and, and let her decide. I think she started dancing when she was five. I remember the first year that McKenna danced, I would take her to the studio and sit outside the classroom and, and they switched classrooms. So every other week she would be in a classroom that had a that had a um, the mirror that we can observe the, the, the window. Yeah. The window two way. That's what it's called. So um, had the two way mirror or window, whatever. And I would sit there and I would watch her. And I kid you not, my kid stood in the back of the line. Like she did stand in the, in the line, in the correct choreography with her arms crossed across her chest and the grumpiest face. I mean the gr- I could pull out I could pull out the pictures from that year and the face she's making in that picture is the face she made in class every week and So they dance from August to to May, and the recital is in June. We we, We get to recital time that first year, and I thought there is absolutely no way that my kid knows this dance. I've paid all of this money. We have gone religiously once a week for nine months, but there is no way that my kid knows this dance. And then we get to the rehearsal for said recital, and she has her little tap shoes on and she slips and falls and busts her button. I'm like, she's not going to dance. Like this is it. She's, just, she's just not going to do it because one thing you need to know about McKenna is that she has to do it right or she won't do it at all. And, and that goes all the way back to when she was five. And so during the rehearsal that morning, she slipped and fell in her tap shoes. She's crying. I get her off, you know, get her off the straight stage, console her, all that stuff. But I kid you not, we took her to the recital that evening, dropped her off with her class. She got up on stage and she danced her little heart out, knew the entire routine and bowed and accepted her, her applause. <laughs> um, and, and that was, that was our first year. That was our first year of dance. She tried many different types of she did ballet and tap and um but she ended up settling on hip hop. That was that was what she enjoyed the most. That's what she stuck with the longest. And um it is so weird for me to think that that this stage of our life is complete. You know? What will you do without having a two hour recital where you can sit and play what's like a Tune tune blast. Like how many years of recital have you been playing Tune Blast? Like that's what I want to know.
1: How many years Tune Blast has been around?
0: <laughs> that's funny. You should <laughs> you should look into that. So um it but but we had we had our last recital. It was it was kind of fun to um not kind of fun. I don't remember what I was going to say there, but so she had her her two dances that she did with her class and
1: i can tell you i'm on level 8051
0: (laughs) okay but and then the there were five there were five seniors who this is their last year of dance and they did a senior dance at the end to last dance and um it was just it was a really great night for me afterwards we went out to dinner with um Her very best friend who has also been doing hip hop with her for years and some of their friends and then, and, and her best friend's parents. So, um, it was, it's still, it's still bizarre to me. Like I've taken it out. I've taken the line item out of the budget. I no longer have to pay that.
1: It's amazing because for a long time, like in the early stages of our business, like dance tuition
0: you were like this isn't like, needed <laughs> it's
1: like oh my gosh this is and and now yeah but it's, that's when we had both a,
0: girls dancing and they were both dancing a lot
1: yeah but then and then there, there wasn't just dance tuition but there is dance costumes there's costumes there's, like, like, there's
0: makeup there's tights there's leotards it was
1: it was shoes Ah, oh, it wow. is
0: not it is not and it cheap sport yeah (laughs) no sport is cheap anyway (laughs) anything that your kids do competitively or or extracurricular is sports wise costs a lot of money and i would not want to look back and know how much financially we put into dance but i can look back and tell you that the energy and the time and the relationships the driving and the relationships it was it was worth it and my girls learned so much more than just dance yeah by being in dance
1: yes absolutely
0: so yes
1: so there's a lot of there's a lot of um what did you say lasts a lot of lasts that have been taken place and in a couple of weeks, there will be another last, and that is the last kid that we drop off to college for their first year at college. And I'll never forget, you know, the the girl that should not be named anymore in this podcast episode, <laughs> how much I blubbered like a baby after we pulled away.
0: You cried more than I did.
1: I did. I did. And I was, I remember being emotional even after dropping Matthew off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I can only imagine that I will be emotional when dropping, when pulling away from McKenna and dropping her off there. Uh, at the same time, you know, becoming empty nesters is somewhat of a reality. It's just around it the bend for us.
0: It is. Ma-
1: Matthew needs to go out and find that, that he, other he's, place he's of gotta, impl- He's got to go. The clock is ticking. <laughs> So, uh, he he. We need to sit down and and have maybe a, a time where the three of us go out and say, "Hey, let's talk about what your plans are, mm-hmm. s- some of the things that you're going to need to tick off as in the check boxes of things." Because uh, Megan is just now getting around to getting her own insurance for health insurance. Um, as our kids' birthdays come around this year, we're going to be transferring cars and to their names. His and- is first. His is first, then Megan's. McKenna will wait until she's finished with school, but we'll do the same with her after that. Um, But yeah, it's it's time for them to take on some responsibilities. And I would say by the end of this year, it will be... This house will be yourself, myself, and a four-legged creature named Leo, who happens to be napping on our couch right now after a long walk today. (laughs) So... Anyway, what do you think about that empty nester?
0: I think that I've been doing a lot of thinking about that and it is so bizarre. And I mean, there are times when she's at work and um you're down here working and I'm just upstairs <laughs> like it's just me and the dog. Like there's no I don't have to run anybody anywhere. I nobody is um Asking me four thousand times a day what's for dinner, and and well, which is one of my big things is that okay? So you eat your keto, you, yeah. You you feed yourself every day. I do not prepare meals for you any longer, right? And for the last couple of years, it's been McKenna. What do you what do you want for dinner? Like she can be rather particular at times. And so I always want to make sure that whatever is for dinner is something that she wants to eat. So I just eat what she wants, or I will sometimes get myself something different. I'm going re- to, I, I'm only going to be responsible for feeding myself. How weird is that? Do you know how small our grocery bill will be? 23 years worrying about what everybody else wanted to eat three times a day. And now I only have to worry about feeding myself. That, that is kind of like blowing my mind. Yeah. We could go to
1: OMAD and just like one meal a day.
0: <laughs> I did pretty good on OMAD when I was on keto. But um, if you don't count the M&Ms I've had today.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bag of M&Ms. Um, oh, by the way, so, thank you for the exercise and self-control. I appreciate that. You're
0: welcome. Yeah. I'm so glad to help you. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I went to the Grocery Hungry yesterday. I can tell. Big old... Yeah.
1: This is not... This is like... It's like... It's like Halloween... Candy? So uh, No, it's not. That's not true. Because Halloween would be those little things. The this is, it. It's the, it's the it's the big Christmas. Fill up an entire freaking bowl of peanut M and M's bag.
0: Yeah, but it's the kind where you can fill up the bowl and then eat it and then fill it up like seven more times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. And it's just sitting there on the counter, and it says, "Hi, Cliff.
0: Remember me?" <laughs> worse than that. Worse than that. When I opened it yesterday, I ripped the whole. Um, um, yeah reseal Ziploc thing. Yeah, so, so it's not so even a muffled.
1: They're just like, come
0: on over. <laughs> they're just they're it, just sitting there yay. open. <laughs> Forget the bowl. <laughs> just leave the bag open on the counter. Grab um, a handful. But no, like, do you realize how large this house is going to feel? That you know, when that, it's just the me, you, and a and a fourteen thirteen pound dog. So
1: maybe, maybe. I don't think so. I even maybe
0: that's because you don't clean it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I I do imagine what it might look like if you and I, after everyone is out. I imagine what it would look like if room by room, this house was cleaned and. <laughs> i been working on it. I know you. I It's I'm, just, I'm just wow. Saying, but
0: a big house.
1: It's a big house, but th- the thing is, is th- it can get cluttered quite quickly with a lot of people who enter rooms and 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 don't have any concern about how it looks when they leave it compared to what it looked like before th- when they came in.
0: Have you seen the videos on um TikTok and Social media about visiting my I'm visiting yes. my my adult child's house and they come in and they kick off their flip flops and they, they open the Doritos on the they couch spill, and they, they spill they the uh, toothpaste, toothpaste in the, in the sink. sink, yes. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Leave all the lights on. But I
1: do but I do I think about that yes. Um do I think our house will be small? No.
0: I no, this is a big house. It won't be small.
1: <laughs> no, do I think it's big? i, I I have, I think, I. What do you call that? It um, when you cu- become accustomed to something, there's a there's a word. I, I've acclimated. So when we moved into this house, I'm like, who are we to own a house like this? Mm-hmm. This is not a house that somebody like we would own. This is this is a house that other people would own you know the size of the house it's like who are we to own this i, I kind of had that kind of feeling when number one we were building the house then when we moved in and for the first few weeks of living here i'm like i, I well i mean who's i can't believe that we've been allowed to stay in this house as guests this is amazing <laughs> I'm only halfway being facetious, but there was a little bit of that. Does that make sense?
0: It does. I totally understand.
1: And for those that don't know this, the house that we lived in before as a family of five was 1,200 square feet. The basement of the house that we live in now is 1,200 square feet, and that's my office. So the rest of the house is, is quite large, but now it just seems normal it's like i i couldn't imagine living in a house smaller than this house even if it were just you and i and our little pup leo well
0: the the funny thing is i think a lot about what will be like if we'll stay here or if we will build another house and when i think about building another house I don't see it being less square footage. I just see it being one floor.
1: <laughs> okay, that would be quite the footprint of ours. Well,
0: okay, two floors, uh, uh, a main level and, and a basement. Okay. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, so- well,
1: here, here's a couple of things that I would tell you that I definitely wouldn't do knowing what I know now. I would never have my office underneath a no, space you get where other people walk above you get, me
0: you get a, a he shed in the backyard and that so, will be so i office
1: if, so if i envision of course i don't envision that we need a big house in our next if we had okay let's just say we win the lottery we go out and we have a, a big plot of land and we could build whatever we want. Money's no object. I imagine having a ranch-style house. Whether it has a basement or not doesn't even concern me. Because if, if, if it has a basement, it's going to be primarily a place for storage. But um, it, the basement's not a, a concern. But I do imagine having a ranch home. And the thing that's important is that it has a, a kitchen that would be uh, appealing to you a dining area that would be appealing to you and that would actually accommodate our family as they come over for events, a living room That's area. That's where the square footage is. Just okay. So you know. Well, it doesn't need to be this, this much square footage is what I'm saying. Um, and here's why. There'd be a living room area and then there would be our master bedroom and our master bedroom suite and there'd be a bathroom. But I don't necessarily see having any other bedrooms. Maybe there'd be another bedroom or something like that, but it's more of a just one guest room or whatever. But what I imagine is across the the, the driveway on the other side, and there's a breezeway with a, a roof overhead that you can walk, and there'll be, of course, a, okay, so there will be a basement. There will be a tunnel <laughs> that goes underneath <laughs> to the garage. But I, I imagine like a five- or six-car garage and I imagine over top of the garage are apartments. So there will be like three different apartments. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, studio type apartments, mm-hmm. but it'll have a little kitchenette and a bathroom and a bedroom area. And and there'll be enough. There'll be three of those. And that way, when kids come over or want to stay or something like that, family would. Uh, they're not in our space they're not in our space they have their own little space and it's and it's over there so the, so I imagine that's where our guests would stay and then um, in in our you know in our area so you imagine where we're standing at the front door of our house we are across the breezeway from the the massive garage with apartments over it and over to the right, is our swimming pool which is kind of indoor but it's not fully indoor so it's i imagine it having a roof over it but it's got all glass sliding doors so that those sliding doors could be open and they've got it's screened in so if we wanted to we could have the nice outdoor air or if it's winter time we it's it's Close closed it and and but we have a year-round swimming pool all right and then Even beyond that, there's a pool house, which it it has its own bathroom and has several different changing rooms and stuff like that. And then beyond that (laughs) is a separate um, building that is your office slash space. So I, I imagine something that's about the size of our basement here, like a 1,200 square foot Stephanie facility, and then Opposite of that, completely detached, is a twelve hundred square foot um my office space, and and then I imagine again all of that could be accessible via underground tunnels.
0: <laughs> okay. Now my head hurts. Anyway, empty nest and empty nest is is around the corner for us. And you had said once that you don't actually consider us empty nesters because like McKenna will come home for
1: technically speaking we won't be empty nesters until summer. McKenna graduates and she's she no longer would need like for example if she's if she's on summer break she doesn't live somewhere else she technically lives here
0: that that probably will only happen next summer
1: okay why is that
0: because then she will, because she is going in as a second semester sophomore. So next summer she can, or next um, August, she can apply to live in um, on campus apartments. Okay. If she's in an apartment, she won't have to come home in the summer. Well, it's not that so, she won't
1: have to, but she I still. Think she, you don't think she will? Okay. Well, we'll, we'll navigate it. We'll see how it goes. And, and but... it, to me, it's not, it's not so, I mean, it's, it is going to be personally, I'm looking forward to the, the, I'm a solitary kind of person. I like my solitude. I like to be alone. Um, that's just always how I've been. And, and I kind of like the idea Um, and, and it, and I probably wouldn't care one way or another if. All if we didn't have hardwood floors in the kitchen and in your office above me, and and you know, I have if I want time alone and and not to be quote unquote like distracted by any noises whatsoever, I really need to wake up. If I wake up at five, I can sometimes squeeze two hours of like uninterrupted solitude that gives me from five to seven o'clock in the morning.
0: Who the heck's up at seven?
1: Um, yesterday you and McKenna were for the dentist
0: but that's one day like that that's one exception and okay. if you paid any attention to anyone else's calendar other than your own you could have planned accordingly
1: uh, it, it, I'm just saying it it's, I'm just saying that there, there were there were footsteps fee fi fo fum. That,
0: here's, here's what I love about Cliff <laughs> is that we are inconveniencing him by living here
1: that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying that it It'll be when, interesting to have. It, it'll be interesting to experience how quiet
0: it would be here yes. as empty nesters. And what I'm saying is that I already can experience that when you're down here working and she's yes. at work, and you know, yeah. Matthew's not gaming because Matthew's a very loud gamer. Are you? Are yeah. you?
1: Are you? Apprehensive or concerned about being empty nesters? No. Cause I well, I know somebody that that's related to us is like you're gonna hate that blah 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 blah. Well, do you think that you'll hate I th- that?
0: I don't. I think that I have spent a good portion of my parenting preparing for it. That doesn't mean I'm not going to. You know, I can be as prepared as. Sorry, my belly was growling. <laughs> Being that it's only had MMs today. <laughs> um I ca- I can talk about how how I have prepared and the things that I have done to, you know, to to be ready and still experience emotion and feel it in the moment. But I have I have really spent a lot of my parenting strengthening my mind to prepare for this. If I did my job right, they are ready to go off and be on their own, and I am also ready to let them go off and be on their own. Yeah. like it, it's not just it's a two part thing. I spent time raising adults. I spent time using the language and intentionally saying I was raising adults so that they would be able to go out and be morally responsible, independent. Contributors. Contributors to society. And I've done that. So to sit at home and then, and then be, negative or worrisome or you know not liking that it is not is not rejoicing in the job that I did and when I see Megan find a, a job that she loves in the event industry in, in the wedding industry that that she wants to work in and and I see her navigating her relationship with Jacob. And I see Matthew in a relationship with Bella and the ways that they are setting up their life together. And I see McKenna and all of the struggles that she has overcome and the ways that the, the, the strategies and, and the protection and the support that I gave her to overcome those. If I sit at home and mourn them being gone, I am robbing myself of the ability to rejoice in a job well done. Yeah. Did that make sense? It
1: made perfect sense. And one of the things that for me, I'm looking forward to is like, uh, Megan's been coming over on Sundays quite frequently. And I love when she comes to visit. And she's actually even stopping by tonight. You you had invited her because you came up with a, a new recipe for a pizza that you wanted to try out and you invited her a couple days ago, but she had some work responsibilities, So she's coming over tonight instead. And I love that. I, I love that our kids still want to come over and all this other stuff. And, and so being empty nesters, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're never going to see our kids again. And, and even if our kids were to move away and, and all that other stuff, it just, for me, it just means that the less that we see them, the more, I will I know I will be intentional about enjoying the time spent with them. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it, I I'm pr- I'm very much excited about the empty nest season of life.
0: I am too, and I am also excited about celebrating their journey and yeah. and celebrate this is the natural progression of life. This is, I'm I'm supposed to get older. They're supposed to get older. They're supposed to leave and go out and do their own thing. And it's the natural progression of things. And I happen to enjoy it. And so I, I don't think that I won't enjoy this. And if I miss McKenna, I will get in my car and I will drive to Bowling Green and I will visit her. Yep. It, it's... And, you know, when I miss Megan, I, you know, or I want to make something that is more than just I can eat alone. I invite Megan over for dinner, which is what is happening tonight. I, I can't eat an entire pizza on my own, no matter how much I want to. And so I invited her to to join me. And um, so I am excited about our next stage of life. Yeah.
1: So, one of the things that uh, is on our topic here in this episode is to talk about what are you doing now that, because you've been, there was, after Free the Dream 2018, you had some people come to you and said, Stephanie, I loved your talk, I love your story, I I have so many questions, I'd love to, do you have a mastermind group, do you offer coaching, and so you ended up doing a mastermind group for over a year, and you had a one-on-one coaching client that you worked with for over a year and you did that in spite of the fact that you were intending to put all of that off until after McKenna graduated and but you did it for a year and a half and then when Matthew no longer was driving to school it became an issue and you you, you said listen i this is distracting me from what i wanted to be for McKenna during these final years of high school, I'm shutting this down. So you did shut it down and you have been getting slowly transitioned back in and now you're moving forward with getting into officially building your brand. So what are you up to? I am.
0: So I am up to um, about five, three and a half. Okay. I've been here since, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, I, I am up to... Um, Changing my language because I'm no longer in transition. McKenna has graduated high school. My crutch is gone. (laughs) They took it away. Um, I am at the very beginning of um, finding clients and working on um, developing one-on-one coaching clients. I am hosting a free-to-thrive workshop in first, our home, the, the first, first one. one um, in our home, it's in um, early August. Um, you can go to my website, stephanieravenscraft.com to find out more about it. Um, I I was writing notes down today about the things that um, things that I know or or ways that I can help um, women, and so I I wrote parenting because I took parenting different than the way i was raised and i was very intentional about finding what worked for me and i did some things out of the box and so i consider you know i i've done that check mark um and well was the other one um being a supportive wife of an entrepreneur i've done that for a long time yeah
1: like 17 plus years
0: oh a long time Uh, so that um, I consider myself a cycle breaker I'm gonna that's what my next podcast episode is going to be about um, which actually kind of hooks back to the parenting because that's the story I'm gonna tell but um, so I I was writing all of these things down the other day and when I feel like what it wasn't the other day it was this morning because sometimes i feel like i don't have anything to offer why am i doing this what am i what am i actually helping people with and and i want to help people be the best that they can be to break up with limiting beliefs and expectations of others and give you real practical ways to heal from past trauma and i have done and experienced a lot in my 44 years that does give me that ability to think differently and, and to reframe things because when you're stuck in a situation, sometimes if you just look at it different, if you just, it's like when you go to the um, optometrist and he's like, okay, one or two, one or the first one or the second, you know, and he's switching back and forth. If you just reframe it, you can see so much clearer. Yeah. And um, anyway, so the first free to thrive workshop is coming up in August. I am um, very much looking forward to connecting with people and and having some one-on-one coaching clients. A mastermind is coming, but not it would be further down the road. It'll be further down the road. Well, after
1: McKenna gets settled into college.
0: Yes, maybe even after Megan's wedding. Like Oh, there, oh,
1: th- yes, absolutely.
0: Like there is because Cuz that's a <laughs> weekly
1: commitment whereas coaching can can yes, it's, can,
0: can be more fluid. Yep. And, um, so b- b- one of the things I was doing, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm good this year in my head, you know, was McKenna's going to graduate and I'm going to build my brand. And I'm going to start my business. I want to build my th- brand. I want to do these things. I want to create these products to pay for Megan's wedding, not considering the amount of time and energy that, it will take for all of us to actually plan said wedding like and to settle McKenna into college and to readjust to nobody being here. Like there are there are still things family wise that are gonna take up my calendar. And so mastermind is probably put off until, until after, after, the, after wedding. the wedding, which is in January. So um, maybe February of next year, I will have information about a mastermind, but for right now, one-on-one coaching and free to thrive workshop are what I'm up who to.
1: Who should consider coming to free the drive? Free to thrive workshop.
0: Who should consider coming to three? because
1: um, there? We're talking to a couple thousand people yeah. here.
0: So who should consider? Um, women who feel stuck by their own belief systems. Women who feel stuck. In the everyday hamster wheel of life, you're just doing the same things over and over and over again, and you want to break out of that and find actionable steps that you can do to make every day intentional, purposeful, and joyful. Women who have had past trauma and want real world, um, not real world, real life help on reframing, rethinking and healing. Awesome. That's what I got off the top of my head.
1: (laughs) I love it. So that's coming up in August. And if you want to learn more about that, Stephanie Ravenscraft.com, if you are not able to, can I just
0: say how weird it is that my name is (laughs) 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 a.com? I'm sorry. I just, that still kind of boggles my mind. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead.
1: And if you want to talk to Stephanie about the potential of coaching, head over to stephanieravenscraft.com. There is a little button that says learn more about working with her. And when you click on that, it'll tell you all about her coaching. And you can click a little button to submit a coaching application with Stephanie. So if you've been listening to Stephanie share her insights and wisdom and what she speaks about, how she sees the world and her own experiences of life, if that resonates with you, you might want to check it out, stephanieravenscraft.com. And of course, her podcast, Thriving Mosaic. All right, we had the drier debacle of 2023 was on the list. I was going to talk about some crazy book, that I deci- book series that I decided to abandon, but we're already just over one hour, and I think it's okay if we just drop those topics. What do you think?
0: I think that that is perfect.
1: Awesome. So with that, thank you all so much for staying subscribed to this podcast. How, let's see, it is that April, May, June, July, August. or wait, I've already lost count.
0: We recorded in March.
1: Okay, oh. so April, May, June. So it's been three and a half months so far. That's Matthew calling. Hold on. Uh, we will answer this call. Matthew, just a moment, please. We're ending this podcast episode. And until next time, we encourage you
0: to... Live your life. On Purpose.